Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thank you for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education and hosted by Dr. Beverly Wright. Emory Continuing Education offers many certificate programs related to the practical application of machine learning, data science, advanced Python and Tableau, and other analytics tools and methods. These applied programs leverage experienced executives, academics, and practitioners with advanced degrees to deliver these Saturday courses typically taught in around 10 weeks. Learn more about the emerging technology programs at Emory Continuing Education to help boost your career advancement at ece.emory.edu. I hope you enjoy this episode of Tag Data Talk. Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thanks for joining Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Kate Shadoshny, and we're talking about the importance of a data science community. Thanks for joining us, Kate. I'm happy to be here, Dr. Beverly Wright. Awesome. So let's start off with a little background. Tell us, why are you so cool? Well, I don't know about being cool, but I will tell you my background because I think we are not known as the cool people. I think mostly we're called the data nerds or the data geeks, and I often get asked what I prefer. Is it the nerd or the geek? I think nerd just sounds better. Um, not sure why. It just has a better... More academic. Yeah, Maybe more academic. The other one's more technical. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I guess. I don't know. I just picture something different when I think of nerd versus geek. But yes, um, about the background, I mean, I actually didn't start out in data science or analytics or anything related to data at all. Uh, basically, all started out in the finance sector where I was looking for a job as a finance something, right? I didn't know what I wanted to be. But I did know I had a major uh, in finance and I was graduating and going to networking events actually really helped me get started. And I actually got a job in selling risk management training for banks. That led me to actually meeting a chief risk officer at a bank. Because I was trying to pitch him risk training and he was looking for a risk analyst. And that was my time where I actually transitioned into risk management. So it all started in the risk and regulatory space. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I started a blog called riskarticles.com, and that's where my kind of thinking of networking and putting content out there actually originated. It was not in the data space, but I, I just felt like it would be important to put content out there even early on. So you had a pull, you had an instinct for this. Yes, absolutely. I just, I just felt like it would help somehow. And it helped me because it allowed me to record any of my thoughts. Like if I figured something out that was difficult and I couldn't find anything on Google, I basically put it out there. And this actually caught the eye of a Deloitte recruiter. So this launched my eight and a half year career at Deloitte, which I actually left Deloitte in March, 2020. And, but a bit of background within the Deloitte eight and a half year time period, I went through various roles, including risk management, regulatory compliance. But the last four or five years of that was actually in the data and analytics space. Um, and that actually happened by accident because I was, I was pregnant with my first child and I was working kind of crazy hours as a consultant normally would working for one of the big four consulting companies. And I've asked them if there was an internal role for me to basically work from home, work remotely before that was the cool thing to do. Right. <laughs> so this was about six years ago because my daughter is almost six and they basically gave me a role where I can work with internal Deloitte data and help them pull insights. And that was when I fell in love with data visualization, data analysis, and the whole data community. Wow. How about that? Everybody's got such interesting stories getting into um, analytics. So that's, that's great. Thank you. So we're talking today about the importance of a data science community. And I'm not trying to 
you know, you already agreed to do this, so I'm not trying to rub you in a positive way, but I have to say you are definitely the queen in this area. So tell me, um, what do we mean when we talk about an analytics or a data science community? What does that term even mean? Yeah, I think just like any other community, right? It's a, it's a network. In this case, I, I focus a lot on the LinkedIn and a bit of the Twitter online community, but I think the data com- data science community is even broader than that because you can go to conferences and it seems like a lot of people, you know, back when we could go to conferences in person, a lot of people kind of just knew each other because it is a small world, even though I think the data science community is so big. I think we're so tightly knit together um, when you're looking at data in data science, everyone kind of agrees, oh yeah, these are the people and and most of those people actually know each other and kind of have hung out together. So I think the you know data science community consists of the online part, the in-person part, and then they I think each kind of semi uh, subgroup also has a smaller community within the larger data science community. Ah, uh, okay. So when you think about before we get into the individual units, when you think about the cloud of a data science community, what what is that concept? Like, what? How do you know that you have a data science community? Like, how would you describe that to say, you know, a child or a grandmother or something like that? I love how you said child or grandmother. That's <laughs> <laughs> people that are not in that technology age, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Though, well, let's define community, right? So it's it's a group of like minded people that share a passion for X. And in this case, X is data science or data analytics or data visualization. And I think what ties them all together as a community is the way that they actually work together and engage with each other. So in my part, I I fell in love with the data community and I found them by actually making my first post on LinkedIn that was relevant to data. And somebody commented, probably two people commented at that point and said, yay, go Kate. And I'm like, oh, wow, this community is awesome. Like they help each other. They, you know, comment on each other's content. They have conversations. So for me, that kind of all encompasses that data science community. Okay. First of all, I can't imagine you having only two comments on anything. Um, But it sounds like you're saying that there's a people, you know, there's elements that are within it. There's a shared... um, system of some sort, a shared value, a shared belief, a shared thought. But a third piece that I think is really interesting that you mentioned is that it's action-based. Like a community can't just be like a bunch of people that think the same thing. That there's, um, you mentioned the term engagement. So mm-hmm. it sounds like um, people with some sort of shared value that take action to sort of collaborate and work together. Does that sound summarized fair? Is that Yep, absolutely. Okay, okay cool. So what, now that we sort of understand your definition of a data science community, what are the elements that are in this? Like, I mean, I know we talked about people. Um, mm-hmm. Is it, first of all, so is it just people or would it include like, I don't know, techniques or tools or platform? I mean, I don't know. And secondly, um, what types of those things? Yeah, I think it, it definitely is people, right? Communities are people. And I think there are, I categorize them probably as three different types of people in the data science community. One being the either aspiring data scientist or student or kind of somebody who's intrigued by the space or has heard the promises of a six-figure salary and now wants to learn more or wants to sign up for that boot camp that's going to make them a data scientist in two days. Um, that's group one, right? Group two is the, the realists, the actually, you know, working professionals who have been doing this for, you know, a year, two years, five years, 10 years. And then I think there are the kind of senior managers, influencers, whatever you want to call them that have 
been in this space for a long time. Sometimes, you know, maybe they've been there for a long time or just have a breadth of experience or are very well connected. So I would say those are the three groups that you see. But one thing I love about the community, everyone seems to talk to each other. And I remember when I was just trying to learn about the space six, seven years ago, just emailing people and having conversations, everyone responded, right? Whether they were students um, or they were you know, the chief data scientist at the White House. Everyone responded very similarly yeah. and very open to having conversations and helping each other. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? I think you talked to DJ Patel before. I did talk you? to yeah, DJ Patel. That's so cool. Yeah, I, that's like, uh, he's on my wish list, um, along with Jeffrey Wu, who first invented the term data science. But I do have a selfie with Tom Davenport and his dog. So. Oh, great. Well, Tom Davenport <laughs> wrote the forward to my... Yeah, I saw book. that. I saw that. Where DJ Patel was interviewed. Yes. So That's very nice. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And why do you think that it's... Um, what is what is happened? Like, what is part of this community that makes it barrier-less? Like, it's not completely barrier-less, but you can have, you know, these conversations, like, with between an intern and between, you know, top executives and leaders. Like, why do you think, is that that's not the case in every community, but why do you think that's the case in our community, Kate? Yeah, I, I agree. It's not the case in every community. I think there's a lot more of a scarcity mindset in, in a lot of industries and communities. I think in this case, it's definitely the abundance mindset where we've got enough to go around. And I think the fact that data is, it's not necessarily new, but it's just such a hot topic that everyone's just so excited about it. Yeah. And there's just so much opportunity out there that I don't think anyone's limiting their kind of interactions because of, you know, because they fear someone's going to take their idea or something. Everyone's super collaborative. Yeah. I wonder too, that um, if the the leaders in the, in the group are sort of like, you never know where the next leader is going to emerge, right? It could be this intern, it could be, you know, whatever, because it's such a dynamic and still relatively new kind of field. So that's really insightful. And you talked about um, a lasagna of sorts of the different groups in this community. And it sounds like there's sort of a aspirational sort of um, starting and these people are really pumped up and they're, they're starry eyed and they're looking upward. There's yeah. sort of this middle section that is the realist. And I get the impression these people have some war wounds and some cynical stories about, yeah. you know, I was, you know, different types of things like that they've experienced. And then there's the, um, the third layer of the, you know, people is Anya, which is the senior executives, the sponsors, the champions, the advocates mm-hmm. um, that may not know necessarily the nitty gritty or the details technically, but they are the ones that are able to make it all happen. Is that like the a good, yeah, I guess yeah. you can call that third tier, the leaders. Yeah. The leaders. Is that a good summary of, uh, of who you think is involved? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, then you've also got the vendors, right? But they're mm, okay. kind of, touching every part of that community in different ways. But when we focus on the people themselves, I think that's how I would classify that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So vendors and then the actual data science community. What about the business? Where do you think they fit in this world? Are they sort of like right next door? Do you think they're actually in the data science community? Like where would you put the business and also IT? Yeah, I would put both the business and IT kind of when I talk about working professionals, because I think Though there are, you know, specific data scientists, I think they're, they also have to know the business, right? They're also a lot of times domain experts because they have to understand the, the data that they're working with or working closely with the domain of the business and IT side of things. So I, I kind of group them in that middle bucket. Oh, nice. Okay. 
Very cool. They're there. They're definitely there. Can't oh, yeah. I mean, right? Exactly. Like, what are you going to do without them? <laughs> um, analytics for analytics sake. We would probably have fun, but that's not how the world <laughs> usually works. So no. if for the people that are listening to this, and again, they know that you are like the master connector, how can how can we contribute, whether we're in IT, the business, or actual data science, how can we really contribute to a solid data science community? Because I think, I think, Kate, that people sometimes feel like they can't really make a difference. You know, that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just a manager or I don't know enough technical, like there's some maybe imposter syndrome going on. But what can, what can people do to contribute in some way to this community? Yeah, absolutely. I'll just start with, um, for anyone who's got imposter syndrome, the best way around that is talk about what you actually know, and then you won't feel imposter syndrome. So I'm never afraid to get on these call talks and speeches because I only talk about what I actually know. And um, my niece actually asked me yesterday, because she joined one of my LinkedIn lives, she was just sitting in the room. She's like, what if they ask you something you don't know? Like, well, I'll just say, I don't know. (laughs) That's pretty much it. She's like, oh, that's easy. (laughs) So um, yeah, I think place where you can contribute to the data science community is actually sharing your own perspectives and sharing your own journey because the way you've applied the algorithm, your experiences, your obstacles, your challenges, how you overcame those challenges, those are all great aspects of your perspective that you can share. So I think posting original content and you can't get more original than sharing your own personal experience and journey on platforms like LinkedIn, Twitter, or any other social media platforms where you can share your voice. I think Medium is also a great place if you're more into writing in a longer form blog articles, but mm-hmm. definitely providing value to your audience with that content. So you're not just sharing little tidbits that only you think are important. Yeah. Um, also consider, you know, what's on your audience's mind. So it, it also kind of depends what you want to accomplish um, with the data science community, right? Do you want to become a big name in the data science community? Do you want to just add value to the 10 people in your current circle? Do you want more followers? So you kind of have to factor all of that in there. But I think no matter what your goals are in terms of how you add value to data science community, I think the the advice that I typically give is very similar, which is post original content, share your journey. And when I say post your content, I mean, actually post your content. Don't think about posting your content. Don't draft it in a way. Take the time to to do yeah. it. <laughs> Actually post it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's my advice there. Okay. I love this. So um, let me bullet some of what I think I heard you say, because a lot of people are going to want to, you know, go do this like tomorrow. Cause it's something you can do right away. So number one, you mentioned the way that you can contribute to the data science community is give. So share, don't be afraid to share. And if you mm-hmm. share, there's tons of outlets for that. Some people have blogs. Um, you can go to a meetup, and give a presentation. Um, you can share on LinkedIn and write something. There's lots of ways to share. Mm-hmm. Um, second piece of advice on that was um, be, it sounds like you didn't say this directly, Kate, so tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think you're exhuming authenticity. And so I think you're yes. advising people like be authentic, yes. so share and be authentic about it. And third, um, stick to stuff you know. <laughs> Like you're going to know your step. Don't try to reach so far out of your comfort zone that you're trying to act like an expert on something that, you know, you're not really big on. Um, so share, be authentic, stick to the things that you really, really know. And number four is that um, you you should temper all this with what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish and sort of position and cater toward um, toward that 
ends. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, in the last few minutes, I have two more questions for you. Um, what would you say, you know, it doesn't always work. Like these don't sound that hard, but for some reason it doesn't work. So what would you say are the barriers? We did talk a little about imposter syndrome. Do you think that's one of them? And what are some of the others that you would identify? Yeah, I think imposter syndrome coupled with um, what new thing do I have to say, right? I kind of touched on that before where you don't think you have a unique perspective or, um, you know, so many people are already talking about this. Why would I add more to the noise? Um, I think those are some barriers. There's also a fear, a re- very real fear of putting yourself out there, right? I think if you ask 10 people to put your, you know, go on camera right now and talk about something that they know very, very well, chances are maybe one of those people will say, okay, fine. But you're not going to get 10 of them saying, yay, let's do this. This is so cool. Just because um, I think video content is a bit new and putting yourself out on social media Um, you know, aside from putting like funny cat or dog videos on Facebook is something that is scary. And it was very scary for me in the beginning. My biggest fear was not the people I don't know, like the stranger saying something mean. For me, it was like my brother seeing my content and thinking, why is she posting? Really? That's interesting. Like, yes. Or my colleagues saying like, what is she even talking about? Why is she posting? You know, especially when you have a, a corporate job or like, you know, with a big company, you might have those fears. It goes back to posting what you know mm-hmm. and just making some friends in the data community because people really are very, very nice. And I think that's what kept me coming back and kept me posting more and engaging more with other people's content. If you do have some of those fears, I think, you know, a good way to get started is comment on other people's content. A, they'll love it and they might become your friends even in this, you know, virtual space and B, you'll get practice with engaging with the data community. If you've never done so before, just by commenting, I think it's, it's an easier way to do it because you're not necessarily putting yourself out there immediately. Yeah. Just engage with the community for a bit. And then when you're ready, go ahead and put something out there on your own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know. And if you've been commenting on other people's stuff, they might see yours and say something yes. back or give you a like or something like that. So find a North star to sort of, um, hang yourself on or someone that's a good example. Yeah. Um, like, like the Kate and, <laughs> uh, and sort of start by not having to be the leader necessarily of the conversation, but by sort of tacking on to that other person's that's great. That's fantastic. So we yeah. we came up with a lot of, um, suggestions. We talked about the importance and who is in the data science community and why it's so collaborative and ways that people can contribute some of the barriers. And so lastly, because we got a ton of great content, but what would you say is one piece of advice? So someone just graduated, for example, and they're about to start their new data science journey. What one piece of advice would you give an analytics professional trying to grow a data science community? I think the number one advice I would give to everybody is start today. So one of my favorite quotes of all time, it's a Chinese proverb. It basically says the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago and the second best time is now. Uh, So don't wait until the first of the month or the Monday or the beginning of next year. You know, I think we have a very, very easy way of procrastinating and giving ourselves a little buffer. Okay, yeah, I'll do it next week when the timing is right and there's more engagement or all these excuses. If you're watching this and it's Sunday night um, and it's 10 p.m., just just post right there and there. You know, I I actually get 
this question a lot, you know, when is the best time to post? When do I start right now? So that is my last and final advice. Just start where you are and start today. Yeah, that's tough. It's easy to do, but sometimes it can be tough to just do it, right? So that's well, Yeah, I mean, if you need ideas of what to post, I've got yeah. some of those for you. Like you can read an article, react to that article. You can react to somebody else's post, record a new, you know, trick or tutorial of how to do something or even review a course you've just taken. There are so many different things you can write about. Yeah. So just share it doesn't your even own have to be. It doesn't even have to be a, a fresh um, opinion. It could be like you're posting comments about a book or an article that you read or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Thanks again to Kate Shadashny for talking to us about the importance of a data science community. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show, Beverly. It was definitely fun. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education. I'm Dr. Beverly Wright. Have a great data set.